How's it going, folks? It is another fine Thursday night with your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast as we are in the aftermath of AEW Grand Slam. And we got some war games incoming. There is a lot going on this week, a lot to get into. So we are not going to waste any time, folks. Settle in. Your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast starts right now. How is it going? It's your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. It is Thursday night, 8 p.m., and we are live to talk another week of wrestling. It's your guy, Will, here. We got the giant crab, Jamal, to my left on the screen. He might be going by the name Road Warrior this week, as he has been busy 24 hours. And, of course, 2 chains coming in on the right side of the screen. How's yeah. Going, what up? We back Dead Thursdays. <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's not like you hadn't had a festive night yourself, Will. So you know, but we're here. We're here to we're here to do what we do. You know, we've all had a busy week, different events of different sorts. But the big mm-hmm. thing tonight will definitely be talking about Grand Slam and the Giant Crab giving the get, getting to enhance things with a live perspective of being in the Arthur Ashe Stadium last night mm-hmm. up in NYC. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're starting with, folks. AEW Grand Slam. There was a big show last night. A lot going on with All Elite Wrestling, which has kind of been the theme of the past couple weeks. But their return to New York City one year after their big sold-out debut at Arthur Ashe, and they were back again with the finals of their world title tournament. Title matches all up and down the card, if I'm correct. Every single match. Every shit. single match was a title mm-hmm. match. So just a stacked card, a kind of a pay-per-view quality lineup last night on TNT. So we got a lot to get into from that show because I would say it was pretty darn newsworthy. So yeah. I'm a, where where to start? I'm not sure. We could start in order of how things went down because they opened with the ROH title or we could go right to the... I- to the world I, title I, situation. I got, or? I, I, I got you. I'll take care of this. First, we're going to start off by this. The Big Old Belt Wrestling Podcast, which is brought to you by Big Old Belt Media, is a media press outlet. If you see <laughs> us, that's what it is. I ain't going to say it no with my bird, man. I ain't going to say it no more. <laughs> like, when you see Bonified. us... Put some respect on that name. So, so uh, for our, for our guy who got his five seconds of fame, we're gonna give you five more to let you know. Like, listen, <laughs> better be lucky. Uh, my guy was in a good mood. That's all I'm gonna say. But I, I'm gonna start off by obviously one of the biggest things that came from out of it last night, and that's obviously uh, formerly known as Paige Soraya. Now is all elite. I'm gonna start off by asking you all a question. She's there. She's in, you know, her typical day-to-day fashion gear. It's not wrestling gear. She took no bumps. What do we make of this? Is she clear? Is she coming in to wrestle? Is she coming in to be a brand ambassador? I mean, she could be She could be what AJ Lee is to WOW. I mean, it could be all sorts of things. Could be a manager. We don't know. But we know that her name uh, carries weight wherever she goes. Uh, just the history of, 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 of her bloodline. Um, and everything she means to this business. Uh, her mom may still be wrestling to this day. Uh, but, you know, we understand how big of an impact she is wherever she goes. But she's here now. So I would love to ask you two, what do you make of her being in that AEW ring? I'm not even sure. Did she get the All Elite banner? Yeah. Yeah, she got it today. Yeah. Okay, or cool. Maybe cool, last cool. night even. 
But yeah, okay, Soraya, okay. I'll, I'll take it one step further what you were saying about her showing up, you know, dressed normally and all this and not taking any bumps. She didn't even say anything. So <laughs> she, she shown up, but she didn't even utter, you know, a word. She yeah. arrived more than anything. Soraya arrived at Grand Slam. And yeah. uh, what it means, I'm not quite sure. It seems the assumption from people is that, well, she's got to be coming in to challenge Britt Baker and she's got to be in to uh, back up Tony Storm since Tony's got the belt and I guess the interim championships. It's still technically a interim women's championship in AEW right now. But Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know if people are maybe jumping the gun and just assuming that she's going to be wrestling again. Uh, The first thing that jumps out at me with that is, Okay, yeah, we've had a lot of people come back from neck issues in recent years. Yeah. But Lord knows the last time she came back from her neck issues, it sure didn't last long. It was a very short return before uh, that was very quickly halted. So I honestly am not sure what to expect if she's planning to wrestle, but... The way they did things last night, I would kind of think that's the idea, but who knows? Being she didn't say nothing, maybe, maybe I didn't even think of your, the possibility that you just brought up two chains about like a AJ Lee brand ambassador or like head of the women's division type thing. Does that, would that make yeah. her the new Brandy Rhodes of the AEW women's division? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, listen, yeah, that or working really, really close with somebody like, uh, uh, um, uh, what's, what's the, uh, I'm about to call it a ref. The ref, yeah, the ref, Aubrey, uh, mm, right? Uh, you Aubrey know, work, Edwards. Work, Aubrey Edwards. There we go. Or working really close with her, and what you know, what Aubrey brings to the con- uh, to the country, to the company. Um, so you know, I, I don't automatically assume for me that she's just get back in the ring and, and she's getting ready to do her thing. I I I, I do a thousand percent trust the medicine and, and the science behind it. You know, things have gotten better. We've taught the folks who've had freakish accident who has recovered in freakish time and and is still doing it you know so i do trust that that if she is cleared that it's going to be okay even to your point of saying like the first time she came back you know what happened but like i think medicine is so much better nowadays um but it, i still cannot confidently assume that that's what she's going to do i think again her appearance being on it it's just significant enough for people to care and also, I see how they just handle CM Punk, where you can have him come out and talk every day. He, she is the last of the graduating class of Dusty Rhodes. She's the last person to be under full toolage of Dusty, which I say that because she is what you construct to be a wrestler in terms of being in WWE. Promo skill, uh, ring work, appearance, gimmick, all that other stuff. Like, she she get it. She She's that. You take that knowledge and put that in your locker room, also next to... Uh, um, I now I can't think of her name. Uh, 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 Serena Deeb. I mean, right there, you got a you got a whole class of generation folks. You can just you can just train right there, and they're going to be good, you know. So it's a lot of different things: trainer, influencer, brand ambassador, uh, 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 manager, or maybe she does get back in the ring. I don't know, but you know, I just don't think it's just certain that she's just back in there and she's challenging Tony Storm in two weeks. I don't see that. Just not about that. Now, Crab, mm-hmm. you were in the building. Yep. How did people, I mean, obviously she got a huge reaction, but yep. what were people in the building thinking? How, how did people in the building take the return of Soraya? Uh, well, when her name was finally revealed, it was the pop that you heard on TV. Holy shit, people were throwing tossing babies and it was a whole scene. Um, <laughs> one thing that you guys didn't pick up on that I thought that I noticed was in the ring, she specifically kept screaming that this is her house. That's that's not something that you know, a manager would say. That's not something that some cheerleader would say. And it's I her think gimmick. That, I mean, it's 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 her gimmick, but she didn't say our. She said mine. And granted, she left with uh, the the face women um, of Tony Storm and Athena. They all left together. Now, did they all leave together because they're former co-workers turned current co-workers? Or did they all leave, or they all leave together because that's the new stable going forward? Um, it's looking like, I thought it was pretty apparent that she looked like that she was ready, not tonight, but soon, ready mm-hmm. to get down with the get down. Now that, you know, that is what it is. We will have to wait and see what that looks like. Um, obviously, you- her health. Hmm? Did you get anything for Rampage? 
<laughs> yeah, Ramp- yeah, yeah. Rampage, Rampage is a blur <laughs> because it started at ten fifteen and it didn't end until twelve thirty. But we, we, we'll night. talk about that later. We'll, we'll talk about that later. That's right. This two hour Rampage. Yeah, Rampage but is did, a lot. Did she did she appear at all for Rampage? No. Okay. Good. No, she did not. Okay. Um, but the long and short of it is, is that I, I do believe that she <laughs> made her impersonation, not impersonation, her impression that she is about to go ahead and suit up and start wrecking shit. And, and if the first man up is Britt Baker, then yeah, that also can make sense too. Um, as far as her coming in and being a manager and stuff like that, well, Madison Rain is right there. <laughs> I know. I know. I, that's I mean, why they I, and I and I said that like I love Madison, but I just I did not think that was like I didn't think that was the role. I did not think that was the role for her. But I, I agree. But if if they're going to use her, you know, for that, then that's you know that's what it is. Now, as far as you know the the reaction and stuff like that, um, it's yes in the moment. You know when you see her come out, um. And you know, I didn't know what it was. I was I was on Discord. I was on Twitter. I had my laptop, you know, in in my pocket. You know, uh, you know, I wasn't really paying attention. How that guy get that in there? <laughs> um, you know, these are the questions that people have. But um, but then of course, when the you know when the crowd popped, I immediately grabbed my camera and start snapping away, as you do when you're at work. But it, it's it's more to the point of, okay, she's here now. What? And I think part of the problem is the women's division at the top has gotten a lot more, uh, you know, congested, a lot more claustrophobic, a lot of less, you know, a lot less breathing room. Because if you're a Jamie Hader and you thought, all right, I got, oh. I, I can, uh oh, if, you, if yeah. you're a Red Velvet and you're thinking, all right, I got, uh oh, if you're, you know, and, and so on. Uh, hell, even if you're Jade and you want to move out of the TN- TBS position and move into the TNT. I'm sorry, the world women's world championship position. Uh-oh. Because Soraya Punk has just come in and <laughs> you know changed the landscape. And for better or worse, time will tell. But yeah, that's kind of a thing. And then what happens to those people like Athena who's come in, like Ruby Soho's who's come in with much fanfare, yeah. uh, yeah. some more deserved than others. And yeah. now it's I, now they're into this routine and they've kind of settled. Uh, can, can no fault of their own. Can we talk about the elephant in the room here? Because I know both of y'all got to be thinking about this right now. I thought about this instantly last night. I don't care if the female reincarnation of Jesus Christ is signed to a all elite wrestling. Wait, they still got to find a place for them to wrestle. There has <laughs> been no emphasis on the women's division the entire time. I don't care who comes. That's still the problem to me. Yeah, right. And like, and I, and I know people are like, where they're giving chance and. They're giving prominent spots. I mean, Jade promo on the back was pretty dope and whatnot. The segment they had, but like you have the you you basically, I think we almost can unanimously agree that the women's division is probably the best in all of wrestling. It certainly don't feel like a showcase of that every single time we watch it. I think no, we've talked about that forever, last that night. But it does not get the emphasis that it should we we've talked about that forever and i saw that talk going around today where people were bringing up again the idea that oh soraya showing up she's the difference maker this is the (laughs) one who's gonna this is the one who's gonna change things and i saw people immediately thrown out it's like that's what y'all said for ruby soho that's what you said for tony storm that's what you said for when athena showed up now we're saying it for soraya so it's every time it's the big debut but within a month where are they at? Where are they? When was the last can, time can she they... wrestled? Ooh, God, it's been years. Right, years. So that's why I say, and this is not you know a dig at her, but Soraya Punk has just come into the scene. Be buyer beware. Yeah, yeah. And I and I I mean she's she's very much like you know her her her, her life is very much on display. I mean, it, not displays if you know her day to day, but if you are a fan of her. Twitch, as I frequently am, which I'm going to obviously miss because I used to love watching football with her every Thursday after we're done recording, as she has the best football stream on all of Twitch for Thursday Night Football. Yes, that's the plug there. 
But then she very much tells about where her day to day is and her when she goes and visits the doctors. And I remember at one point she was saying they were getting really close and stuff like that. But there has been no mention about being in that ring at all. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> I, 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 I got to go with Jamal though, on this. We, what, what, I think that's kind of like a given. If she's not going to be in the ring, then what's the point of talking to the doctors? Unless she has laryngitis, she doesn't need to talk to a doctor to or, be on commentary. Or or TJ Wilson. I mean, he's still in because, the ring uh, frequently. What's his face? Sanjay, Sanjay Dutt will not wrestle again. He's done. He's done, done. It's a, it's a wrap. Yeah. yeah. And he's Sad. there. We saw his last match, though, by the way. Right, right. And he's there in, in a prominent way. Uh, yeah. You know, being featured, but not obviously not being physical. Looks healthy, uh, too. Huh? <laughs> no, and Sanjay does look like he's like ready to go, but we know, you know. What yeah, I mean? but we know, we know, <laughs> we, we know what it is. Uh, yeah. And as much as he will come up to that line of, I'm about to take this off, uh, you know, this jacket off. I'm yeah. about to show you what I really was, you know, the player he's players is all about. He's absolutely working out here. He's absolutely he's working his ass <laughs> off out there. But we know good and damn well he's not going to cross that line to take take bumps in a, yeah. in a serious way. Yeah. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see, you know, what they reveal because they obviously know mm-hmm. and they know that they have invested in her they being AEW have invested in her enough to not just have her as a commentator for what not that she's not good but they're just a there's better commentators and they already run a four-man booth so that's not it they have her to bolster the women's division okay well you don't that's not really what they need they need time All right you know, they need, spotlight. Been they need spotlight. They <laughs> not necessarily spotlight because they have spotlight moments. Those are the two moments that they get. Jay got a big promo, which we didn't see in the arena. Um, and then they'll have a, they had a one match, and then they have one match on Rampage. Okay, cool. That's your spotlight. Run with it. That's yeah. what you get for the week. Yeah. And then, but that's not enough. So it is kind of like, will we see her get the big push? And then we see her for the next, you know, six weeks on elevation. Yeah. And that's unfortunately, you know, a, a, a common crutch that AEW has where it's like, okay, well, we don't really have the equity for you. So this is what we'll give you right now until a slot opens up and then we'll run with you then. Yeah. And that then doesn't have to be next week, next month or next year. It's whatever. And everybody's just yeah. kind of waiting the line to get pushed. And then hopefully yeah. something takes off, and then some. Sometimes it doesn't. All right. So what up? Well, let's move to a next point. We'll see yeah. what happens with her. So I, I wish her the best, but but as far as like the event itself, just the whole spectacle of AEW Grand Slam. Um, it was in Flushing Queens, out there at um, Arthur Ashe Stadium, part of the U.S. Tennis Association Complex. They had it last year. Uh, one thing I noticed is that things were a lot smoother getting in. Uh, the doors opened at 5.30. The, uh, and the complex itself is massive. And there's like four 10,000 seats, tennis stadiums um, in the complex, along with Arthur Ashe, Arthur Ashe which is like 23,000. And then a shit ton of courts and stuff like that, because they have the whole U.S. open there for three weeks, three or four weeks. So there's definitely a lot of room for people to disperse. And last year, it was a chore. Uh, it was airport-like security getting in through um, through the doors because there was so many, so few checkpoints, and people didn't underestimate. They underestimated the crowd. It was a mess. Much better time getting into the building. Uh, I basically just walked right in, uh, which was which was fantastic. But because I got there early, anticipating the line from hell, well, the show doesn't start till seven. It's five forty-five. Okay, cool. I'll go get merch. I'll pay $18 for a dry cheeseburger. Uh, I won't do that again, but I, but I did but I did it once. Um, and I get to my seat, and you know that, that's all well and good. Similar setup than last year, but they used the low-profile stage that they had in Los Angeles, which I do like. Um, and then the big uh, you know, uh, jumbotron above the arena, uh, the ring, which I really liked. It was, it's massive. And, you know, so that was a good look. And you could feel that no matter what happened tonight, this is going to be big, which is surprising considering that what we know is who's not going to be there. This is not going, we're not going to get Kenny versus Brian. 
we're not going to get punk in any capacity. We're not going to get um, any uh, any of the elite. You know, we're not going to get a lot of the tent poles that made AEW over the past year what it is. The marquee has changed suddenly for reasons that haven't really officially been explained. So what's the incentive to go to the show if you're not just going to be in the building for Ash? Or I mean, if you're not going to go just to be in the building because you're from Queens? I mean, we, we talked about this last week. I mean, it's the next person up. Their roster is so stacked. And it's not the same conversation as the women's division because there is really no emphasis on the women's division. But the guys' division, yeah, if, if a few are down, then a few are up. So I think, like, the roster is so stacked. It's always means to go because you're going to find quality matches one way or not. Also, to Will point in the very beginning of this, I, 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 I can confidently say that I'm usually not a fan of uh, television-themed episodes or shows, but Man of Grand Slam does not deliver like a pay-per-view. I don't know what to say. Like, right. and, and it certainly felt like it. I mean, from the hip-hop icons that appeared, which... You know, whether you like it or not, you icons. Know. Yeah, fabulous is pretty much an icon. <laughs> and, Some and Trina. Trina is an icon. <laughs> Let's call it what it is. So they they show up. That's a that's a pretty significant deal. Although I thought like fabulous was canceled and had no clue how he just. That's what I'm of, saying. Like, yeah, icons. I mean, yeah, I mean, questionable. I mean, yes, for what they've done in the industry, they're notable. Uh, Trina's definitely an icon. Fabulous Trina, has been yeah. on the. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I and, and I, I love how they worked that because we didn't see it in the arena, right? And 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 on top of that, I mean, the biggest thing is it gives Jade the ultimate rub. You look at Jade, you see Star. Now you're seeing her interact with stars, and you're just so, like, "This is quick, a big deal." And sidebar, watch Rampage. That's oh, because the say. match. The, watch Rampage. Okay. I saw Jade tweet Cardi B. Let me know when you want to come. I mean, that's monumental. She caught if Cardi right. B showed up yesterday, just say it. Well, that'd be interesting. Is, apparently, considering how much Cardi's been talking about a WWE lately, that'd but, be but Jane oh, has been very interesting. That. Yeah, and but Cardi Jane has B's, been doing that because the baddies kind of started organically on Twitter and it became a sure. thing. And she worked it into a storyline. Jane's been Jane's been honestly low key, top three, carrying just carrying the uh, the company, what? not necessarily the division. Yeah, yeah, and and not from a wrestling standpoint, from a yeah. branding standpoint. And again, right, you 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 start to get black media and black outlets involved, where you got the hip hop XL, you got uh, uh, yeah, complex uh, and complex, yeah, 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 shade room. You get these other folks looking into it. I mean, is it, it people that weren't talking about the product before are interested now? Has an eye on it for sure. There's definitely right. an eye as to like, what is this? You know, you you, you, right. can, you can say whatever you want. Oh, this is not WWE or this other brand, whatever it is. I don't care. I don't care how you look at it. They're looking, and that's right. that's big. And I I looked at all of the, my you know my usuals this 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 morning. And Jay is everywhere. Jade Trina is also getting a little bit of resurgence rub here too. So like, it worked for both. And Fabulous, obviously, uh, but <laughs> but. Jade, Jade, I mean, top three. I'm not talking about wrestlers. I'm talking about the stars of that company. And yeah, this and, is and another when, and moment. People, like, but they, they give, but they give them credit, though. People talk about, well, and this is what actually what I said to, to, to preface all of this, is that AEW, the marquee has changed. And, you know, they obviously need to get back to building stars and homegrown talent and, and all the things. But this is this is one example of what that looks like. Um, mm-hmm. and it's And it's a damn good thing. Now, as far as the show, Dynamite, you know, it was what it was. What what you saw at home was what we saw in the building. Uh, one thing that was interesting, though, that it was not sold out. Um, the, the first two levels were largely full. The upper level, not so much at all. Um, you know, entire sections were empty. Uh, I think they put out less tickets this time. I think the, the number is somewhere around 15,000, 16,000 versus 20, 21,000. But uh, either way, um, a good night overall, as they probably got 14,000, 15,000 in there, but it definitely wasn't the overwhelming uh, crush of people that it was last time. And what a, what a difference three or 4,000 people make. One thing uh, that was interesting about the show itself, yes, uh, every match on Dynamite was a championship match. Yes, it was. I didn't, I didn't know what the card was going in, but I'm like, well, wait a minute. Why is Bobby Cruz in the ring? Why is Bobby Cruz here? 
why is any Rick and Marty here? Oh, shit. Okay, well, they're obviously doing a Ring of Honor thing, which is cool. Um, it was uh, it was good. And you know what? For me, because I knew that I was staying through uh, um, uh, Rampage, they made my bathroom break right on time. And it was... <laughs> couldn't have planned it better. Uh, Daniel Bronson... Uh, Daniel Bronson. But Brian Danielson was uh, in the main event uh, for the AEW Championship, and that was... Absolutely sparkling timing because I it was a long ass day at that point. Okay, we, we, that's something that we got to talk about this main. Yeah, event. yeah. Because here's because here's my thing. Here's my thing. As you were talking about the marquee changing, you know, with the elite and all this and all those issues and the faces that are missing. The, going into last night, the big thing I was thinking was like, I thought a good way to like cleanse the palate to move on from all the damn drama of interim championships and all the damn crap with the backstage fights and all this stuff. I was thinking they should put the strap on Daniel Bryan. Cause that'll be new. It'll be different. And it would signal we're past all this stuff that we've been doing. Lo and behold, that didn't happen. And they put it on Mox and Lord knows Mox is popular with some people, not so much with other people on this show, but we know people out there do like their John Moxley. And I came away from it as just like, been there, done that. It doesn't feel fresh to me. I'm not excited by it. And I'm just like, it just feels like they're kicking the can down the road, keeping putting it on Mox yet again with the idea that, okay, well, you know, MJF's waiting in the wings. So it's like, okay, we'll tread water for what, six more weeks until uh, full gear, where I assume it will be Mox and uh, MJF. But I was ready for something new. I was ready for, like you were saying, the marquee to be changed and have Brian signal in, this is a new, you know, maybe not a new era, but a new chapter after all this crap we've had going on. But they didn't go that direction. I agree. I agree. Just period. It's no bias. It's no bias towards either of them. But, like, I definitely think in terms of, like, turning the page, (laughs) this would have been it. But, hey, it's okay because not only are they not turning the page here, based on what I've seen for spoilers, looks like we're definitely going back down memory lane here. So, so okay, so one quick aside uh, about that is that after Dynamite went off the air, um, you know, they, Moxley had a mic and he rambled something for about, you know, a minute or two. Um, and, and one thing that he did say was that, you know, out of all the things that he wants to be remembered for isn't about being a champion. It's about, you know, him defining his legacy within the company and making the company better, making the talent better, blah, 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 blah. I thought for him to be able to say those things about being this leader in, in within the company makes it, okay, kind of like, okay, well, that makes sense, that he's the guy that's going to lead the charge and be the flag bearer for the company the way that Chris Jericho was when they first started. Um, and that's, that is what it is, but it kind of makes it like, well... What does Brian have that he doesn't make him qualified to be that guy either? Um, and what uh, and, and if and if it's not Moxley, then who? And that's a different problem uh, at the top, where CM Punk was that guy because Sony Khan wanted him to be that guy. Now Moxley is that guy because CM Punk isn't anymore. And then who? So who will Moxley elevate? And you know the spoilers aside, but who will Moxley elevate to? bring the next man up to that level because for whatever reason brian's not taxed with 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 doing that even though i believe that he could um that's going to be if he wants to talk about legacy i think that's where it lies how does he bring the next man up if the roster is allegedly so stacked for sure but then considering what happened on rampage you know i mean but i've already said that like when it comes to uh uh Brian Brian Danielson, I mean his working him in a ring is the ultimate rub. <laughs> so that's all you need to get. You get a master him for with it, whatever bit of significance, and it's like, oh, you're gonna have eyes watching, you're gonna have uh real well-respected uh figures within the business, casual fans. Hardcore fans, I mean, anybody that works him is a big deal. And I think that's where his job is, is he 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 is that in-ring general that can make anybody look good. I don't really want to go back down that path upon folks that he 
walk circles around. <laughs> and also, also, I mean, <laughs> when you think about it, you also don't want that to happen again, too. So they kind of veered from that uh, past, but looks like, uh, you know, we, we were pretty close to it. But I, I want to say before we, we get to break, because you kind of skipped over real quick, what is everybody's thoughts about Jericho winning the ROH uh, championship? That was the one other thing I wanted to touch on to before break. Chris Jericho, ROH world champion. <laughs> when I saw that, I was just like, it, first thing it reminded me of was when Jerry Lynn was made ROH champ because of the damn wrestler movie coming out. <laughs> And they had to do, we got to do our version of Randy the Ram. And it's like, okay, <laughs> yeah, he's got name value. And maybe the idea is, okay, his name value will help us get this TV deal that we're supposedly trying to get that I still have my doubts about is really going to happen. But other than that, unless the hope is that Jericho's name can help get them TV or get them something of some sort, I'm not into it. I'm not into the idea of ROH with a guy like a guy, an older guy like that who's done everything already as the champ. And Lord and God, Cesaro losing it to him. I saw today someone describe it like this like Cesaro's short run as ROH champ. Was this the equivalent of Cesaro getting his uh, gold watch? for all of his like years of service <laughs> from like in wrestling. <laughs> and it's just kind of like, okay, here you got, you got your mini, your mini world title reign. And now, uh, go over here. We're, we're, you, you, did, you did your part that now, now, you know, we gotta, we gotta move on to something else. And I was like, damn, I, I'm wondering where Cesaro fits in all this now. Cause ooh, I, that did, I, it didn't look good for him coming out of that. I share all of the same sentiments, but I always come back to my question. I bring up all the time, even like in the scrums, I, I tend to ask ROH questions because I think there's still so much mystery and puzzle around it. Again, at this point now, like what what is ROH? As, and I, as I very adamantly say, ROH is nothing but a donor car that when you trying to hook up your main car, and you done got something from a, a shell from the junkyard, whether you needed the trans, whether you needed body molding and whatever it may be, and you didn't want to buy the parts, so you just bought the whole shell from the junkyard, <laughs> dump it out in your yard, you just transform parts over to your main car. That's all ours has been. It's like, hey, I like those titles. I like that library. You know, <laughs> hey, we're just going to, like, have more belts so that, one, we can kind of, like, boost everybody's like notoriety it's like oh they've been a world i mean technically now you say jericho's a world champ an additional world champ you know so you add that to say like oh he's a such and such number of time i mean this really does make the 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 history of roh with a bit asterisk next to it now because now it's just going to be used as props you're just going to use these titles to just make folks relevant because they're carrying the title but there's really no prestige of the ROH in the years of ROH that we know for years. And, 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 and then again, to the, to the basic question, what is ROH? Is, is ROH like the company where you get pure wrestling, pun intended, whatever you want it to be? Or is it just a donor company that's just there to booster up the AEW roster? Definitely going with option two on this one here. And I don't think it has nothing to do with a TV deal because goddamn, if it had a TV deal, it would be the same shit. I <laughs> think a TV deal is going to change the structure of this? Hell no. Hell no. This is going to have a bunch of AEW folks on the all-way programming coming in down there, stepping on a small ant, and going back to Dynamite as a champion. I, When you talk about Claudio and where does he stand, I just can't t- I can't stop thinking about somebody like Yuta, who literally has all the talent in the world. Hell, my man got on mic, and I was like, damn, I, I didn't know he could spit like that. Like, He's the real deal. And, and Daniel Garcia, another person that you think like, hey, maybe they're the next person up. And I heard some folks saying that maybe Jericho's going to give him the rub. Maybe, but rub? I don't I don't agree. This is not Brian Danielson or Claudio, who are like folks who fit the ROH uh, identity of what we know it to be. Jericho coming in there is just nothing but a gimmick, much like you said. This looks like they're getting ready to, to film a, a movie of some sort. Or maybe they're just trying to boost up Jericho's uh, legacy and saying he's an X and X number of time world champion and so on and so be it. I don't know. I guess catch the always champion on the Jericho cruise coming soon. 
<laughs> yeah, so dog thoughts on Jericho Crab. Um, yeah, I mean, like the seeing him win was I mean it was was fine, but here's why I don't care. Um Ring of Honor doesn't exist. I mean, it it exists in in theory. It is a mathematical formula at this point. It isn't actually real. Uh, there's no TV deal. There's no touring deal. There's no anything. It's just two or three matches. And again, they're not doing anything other than the occasional six-man match on Elevation. I can't remember the last time Joe defended his title, maybe the pay-per-view. And then, you know, the the World Championship has been featured more than that. And then that's it. The rest of the roster really hasn't. It's just just been kind of this word of the ship. So Jericho being champion of ROH is fine, but it doesn't really mean anything. And that's unfortunate because of ROH's legacy that precedes it and all this other stuff too. So, yeah, uh, ROH is worse than ECW on Sci-Fi because ECW was at least on Sci-Fi. There's no way to that's true progress whatever ROH is. And but then again, a playing devil's advocate, maybe this is how you do it because you know that Jericho's going to get his segments. You know that Jericho has already been in that position to drive the motivation of a company, which is what he did with AEW in the in the beginning. So maybe Jericho does it again with Ring of Honor, and he's kind of the bus driver for whatever this company is now there's a lot more people that don't know what ring of honor is that do versus people that do so for me seeing this self-proclaimed sports entertainer uh come through and you know be a wrestler's wrestling's champion is kind of disheartening but then again i know that i'm in the minority of people that really know and care about ring of honor so this is just another thing for him to do Unfortunately, Ring of Honor has been reduced to like a mid-card title, and it is what it is at this point, until they come through with some substantive quality TV. Fuck radio. Put the shit on radio. I don't care, but we need something more than just the occasional title match for no reason on Dynamite or the pay-per-view. It has to be something more than this for me to get invested in. And until they do, meh. Yeah. That's what it is. All right. So I think we've covered everything AEW Grand Slam. So we're going to take our mid-show break. Come back after this, folks. We're going to have the Indie Spotlight. And then after that, folks, War Games. It's coming. So we got exciting things in the second half, folks. Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast staying with you on a Thursday night, folks. Big Gold Belt Media is your golden standard for all of your media needs. Visit BigGoldBelt.com for pro wrestling info, movies, comics, and even more digital content. On all of your social medias, follow us at Big Gold Belt all across the board. Listen to this show and more on your SoundCloud or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again for joining us tonight, folks. A fine Thursday night with your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. And when we come out of halftime, we always like to shine a spotlight on the indies. So, Giant Crab, take it away with your Big Gold Belt Podcast Indie Wrestling Spotlight. Yep. So, this week we're going all the way across the country to Portland, Oregon. Uh, It's Prestige Wrestling this coming Sunday. Uh, It's called Talk is Cheap. It's 21 and older. So, leave the kids at home. It's a school night anyway. Little Ashes should be in bed. But 21 and older, so do remember that. They're not playing games. They're checking IDs at the door. If you're, not, if you're 20 in nine months, go home. 21 and older. <laughs> uh, so you can get your tickets at prestigewrestling.net. Uh, one of the big things about that match, which about that show, which looks interesting, I, you know, the Work Horseman is going to be on the card. Um, Alan Angels is going to be on the card. Uh, David Richards is going to be on the card. 
I am pretty interested in, you know, the show as a whole. And of course, it's going to be at the Hawthorne Theater in Portland, Oregon, uh, 7 p.m. bell time. Uh, VIP tickets are available. Uh, You you can get your VIP-ness on at 5.15, general admission at 6 o'clock. And I say 21 and older, it's not a game. But, uh, you know, a lot of the uh, things out there that they're doing, I mean, Prestige is one of those ones on the West Coast that really needs to get a lot more love than they do. So I'm glad that they're able to come out there and bring some big names and, and Bobby Fish. But <laughs> already making the indies, already getting his indie dates. Yeah, you know, good for him. He has bills to pay. But you know, hey, but hey, so so I mean, like just really quickly now, topic. But like, does that does that mean that AW doesn't have that thirty day complete calls or anything? Or no, he's he's done, done. He's he's out. So that that's huh? yeah, it's wrap. But uh, for tickets and info, prestigewrestling.net this Sunday, seven p.m. out there at the Hawthorne Theater, uh, fifteen oh seven Southeast Thirty Ninth Avenue in Portland, Oregon. Uh, if you know you know and you just be over 21 prestige wrestling talk is cheap and that's the indie spotlight for this week one quick thing about grand slam that i you know that i can't understate enough is that it was a long event it was a seven hour affair i you know the ticket it said doors open at 5 30. cool you get your merch you get your seat elevation didn't start till like 7 15 they had two matches dynamite started at eight and uh rampage started about 10 15 it didn't end to 12 30. on a wednesday Ooh. on a wednesday so and i don't live in new york so it's <laughs> uh you know uh, it was a long road after well after midnight back to the hotel a long road you know down amtrak you know back home and i'm, and I'm glad that i did and was able to make it here today but uh <laughs> yeah Khan has kind of been asked about this before where it's like, hey, if you want less wrestling for the same or more price, I'll give that to you. Yeah, give it to us. I mean, it's <laughs> we already know that the show's going to end at midnight, but when it's 12.45 and I'm just getting on the train because it's 12.45, you know, no, you can't... It was One of the things that don't that didn't make it to TV was Khan came out and said, hey, we got a great Rampage. Everything is awesome. What else is there was new? eight matches on Rampage. <laughs> eight and it's starting at 10 15. now <sighs> rampage was good watch the show that's all i'm going to say no spoilers for me rampage was good watch the show but it was it it was a marathon um and it was it, it was definitely an event and that's one of the things that i liked about and then you know, i'm not complaining i'm literally complaining about it but that's that's, that's actually the thing i liked about it it wasn't just a dynamite. It wasn't just an elevation. It wasn't just a rampage. It was bigger. Maybe not necessarily better, but goddamn if it wasn't bigger. So if you go to this thing that is Grand Slam, you know that what you're getting into is a five-hour-long ordeal at minimum. Uh, your night will spill into the next morning. It's like one of their pay-per-views, except it has commercial breaks. <laughs> it, it's the money of the bank of AEW, where it's the fifth pay-per-view that's not really one of the big four, but it should be, but it isn't. But let's just say that it is. And that's kind of what they're doing. It, it really felt like a pay-per-view with commercial breaks. And and that's, that is what it is. But yes, um, I will be there next year. I'm going to need to plan my hotel better. But uh, Hilton, I need you to put us a, a hotel right out there out in front of Arthur Ashe Stadium. Go ahead and make it happen. But, <laughs> but yeah, that was a, it was a very long day that ended this morning. I, I think go. that's I think that's a good segue. You talk about the big four, big five, because I, you know I know I know in the second half we're about to talk about Survivor Series, and and, and we'll I'll let you bring us in proper. But yeah. I think that's my biggest question is when we, when we always reference WWE in terms of their big four, where we kind of inherited Money in the Bank as part of being the big four. Even Pat McAfee at one time uh, I think nodded to it being part of it, and they officially announced it as like the big five now mm-hmm. but there was right. always a little bit of discrepancy for me especially somebody who travels for wwe and you're like well i know the ones i want to go to i love the gimmick pay-per-views i love the world rumble every january i love uh money in the bank and the different locations that they put it wrestlemania yes SummerSlam, maybe and then there's this other one so yeah well we'll, we'll bring us in proper now 
Yes, yeah, that's a good that's a good segue because Lord knows we've talked about the big five, the big four, and I know it's come up in recent years where I've definitely said that money in the bank had upsurped Survivor series and would be higher on the pecking order now as a hotter show. And Lord knows I love me some Survivor series. I love the elimination matches, but the formula just hasn't been great in recent years. Lord knows all the only talk about that show for years now has been the brand versus brand thing that's completely meaningless in the end <laughs> with no stakes it's like raw versus smackdown the one year with nxt involved but once the show was done it didn't make a damn difference who won or who lost and it was always like well, what's the point of all this it was a very odd show so this week we got some exciting news. There's going to be some switching things up. So our friends at The Ringer, our man Brian Waters, who was on here recently with us, our good friend, the folks at The Ringer got an exclusive from Triple H himself. And Triple H revealed this week, Survivor Series, as we know, is coming to Boston. Tickets are on sale. They've been moving very briskly and then if it wasn't already exciting, and also it's part of Thanksgiving weekend again, it will be Saturday after Thanksgiving. So it's part of the long holiday weekend. But the big news is it is now Survivor Series War Games. And there will be two War Games matches at Survivor Series, a men's, Survivor, a men's War Games and a women's War Games, just like how they did it in NXT. There will be no brand warfare anymore he said they will be storyline driven matches so of course people immediately start thinking bloodline got to be in there damage control got to be in there you know they go well who are they going to use to form teams on this thing but we are going to have two war games matches as part of survivor series and i guess in a way he, he he brought up that the idea was you know survivor series needed to evolve so this is how they're going to evolve it. They're bringing war games up from NXT, doing the first ever war games on the main roster. So I guess first, before we go anywhere else, th thoughts on how much of a difference does this make? I think it's exciting. I yeah. think it's exciting. But yeah, well, well, how, how, what do y'all think? Do, yeah, does this I, make Survivor Series interesting again? It, 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 first of all, the Triple H era has already been very interesting so him being more of a public face of the of, of the company uh, vince doesn't do interviews so that now that triple h steps into the vince role and does interviews getting news coming out about wwe wwe in the way that we are again shout out to the ringer shout out to our our guy uh brian h wars and all of the ringer crew by the way um you know the fact that like news is dropping in the way it is like that, I love it. It's automatically interesting and buzzworthy to me. But yeah, when you talk about the big four, Survivor Series was always the one that was just kind of just left behind. Like I didn't know if I cared. The last time I cared is obviously when NXT got the call. Obviously, there was other factors involved here, but it was still one of their best Survivor Series in. I don't know, all of forever, if you ask me, for a while, at least at least the last 15 years. But that's when NXT was considered a third brand. So me, I, you already knew what I was thinking, thinking this year. Oh, this is the year that NXT will be a third brand. And then he shut that down in that interview that he did with BT Sports and said that they're just the developmental. So there goes that thought. So I'm like, oh, well, shit, Survivor Series is going to be boring again. I'm not going to care because... It's just, I don't know. It's just never really made sense to me. You got like teams and then you just say, oh yeah, throw th throw Seamus on there. We, we we need a fifth person. Like it just never made sense. But yeah, this is interesting because it's different. For all the, the lack of faith that I had in the last few years about Survivor Series, and especially now that I thought NXT may get another chance and now they're not, I, I'm, I'm interested. But then also you add in War Games, which is one of my favorite gimmick matches of all time. I always look forward to it in WCW and bringing this on the main roster now, which NST held it down, call it what it was, especially takeover days. I'm interested. I think, I think, I think the intrigue is going to be here. The biggest thing that we need to talk about here uh, for us traveling wrestling fans is now this changes the scope into where you hold these events at. You're not going to just put this in whatever arena just because. You're actually going to have to consider doing venues that can holster both the rings 
that makes sense logistically. And, and 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 then you can do fancy entrances and all that other stuff. So I, I think all the tweaking and potential of this is certainly going to be something. And like, whether it, it is like an Olympic battle of brand versus brand, I didn't have a problem with that. But like now that you're doing it for storylines, yeah, I guess we'll see what happens. But to 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 throw a question right back at you all, to me, Survivor Series is pretty much the end of the season. And then you got that small off season of whatever. And then you get into Royal Rumble and the road to WrestleMania. And that's his own season right there. So to me, when does storyline stop for the year? Because Survivor Series was like that exclamation point to me. Because again, it wasn't about storylines. It was a it was it was literally about like an Olympic battle where it's like that nation versus that nation, do the damn thing. So, like, where does that change things now? When do you stop storylines? And then now all roads to WrestleMania, which Royal Rump, January all the way to April. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. That's my thoughts on it. All my thoughts on it. All of them. Every single one of them. Every single one. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I was never really a big fan of Survivor Series as a pay-per-view. It was definitely the one that was most lacking of the big four. Um, you know, a lot of substance. Um, as far as bringing in War Games, which is interesting – and it obviously would need to develop in a way that's going to keep me interested because just saying that War Games is coming doesn't sell me a ticket. Um, right. But if we're going to talk about who's going to be in it, then that's one thing. The men's and women's uh, is going to be one thing. It'll be interesting to see what that looks like. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what the what the cage looks like. Do they go with the NXT route? Do they do something a little bit bigger, something a little bit more... Uh, heavy on presentation because it's, you know, please Jesus don't bring the red cage back, but you know, <laughs> maybe they go no red maybe cage, no flashing lights. No, nah, we don't need that. <laughs> um, but yeah, who knows how they, how they, you know, spice it up a bit because it is the main roster and spectacles, everything. So it's definitely some, a moment that I was, you know, well, you know, survivor series. Okay, fine. But now that it is Thanksgiving weekend, huh? It is in Boston, I believe. Yep. Huh. Okay, you have my attention. War Games, now you have my intrigue. So, uh, you know, I personally won't be able to go because two weeks before that is full gear. Um, actually, a week before that is full gear. So I'll be in Newark. But if I were interested, if I were on the fence, this would have pushed me off the fence, you know, knowing that this is going to be the big tentpole for Survivor Series. Uh, now, of course, do you do it again next year? I hope they don't. Ab- absolutely. I and, think and, you got to save these things to make it special. Hell in a Cell used to be a spectacle, fair. and now it's just another pay-per-view. You got, yeah, you but- got to have, the, you gotta have the, 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 the reason to have it. And yeah. this year, I think that won't be a problem, because hell, I, I'm assuming one team's got to be the bloodline. And then on the women's side, you got Bailey and her crew as an easy three people, and it's got to probably add one or two more, depending if they're doing four person teams or five person teams. Or six. So, yeah, I mean, who knows? But I think the bloodline makes an easy team. So have them against a group of faces, you know, no problem. So, yeah. but it comes down to you got to have units. It comes that's what it comes down to. You need units for war games to work. This yeah. year, no problem. A year from now, who knows what the landscape looks like as far as what kind of groups you have together with enough, you know, interest in them to warrant having a war games. Of course, you know, in NXT hell, they propped it up in NXT with undisputed era every damn time they did it. So who knows what will happen on the main roster? I I, want to ask you all. I mean, do you think the decision was made because they realized that in terms of ticket and box office, that this was the pay-per-view lacking unexpectedly. It's a big name has a long tenure of history here, but it's the one that may not sell as, as, as it should. Do you think this was the decision to go with this? Well, I think, you know, much to the point of like why we kind of feel that survivor series out of the big four is the least, not necessarily the least interesting because it's survivor series, but that formula has kind of gotten stale. I, I think we can agree that in general, if you, if you could only go to one of the big four, I would pick the other three three times over before I picked the Survivor right. Series <laughs> because you know that you're going to get some spectacle, some 
once in a lifetime or you know once a year type of a deal. There's only one Royal Rumble. Yeah. Uh, there's only well until Saudi Arabia came. There's only yeah. one I WrestleMania mean, until Saudi you bring Arabia up, came. You bring up you bring up well, the other point, and now that the Saudi shows starts to intervene in the schedule. I mean, you got to throw them in there as the big spectacles as well, too. I mean, we got Crown Jewel coming. Uh, C- Clash at the Castle was was hella good. So right now, tell me why I should care about Survivor Series, let alone the stream rules. But why should I care about Survivor Series? And I think this is a reason why. I think that had to be a question. When you talk about and, – and folks already talking about, like, hey, we want to run more Clash at the Castle for years to come. So if that gets a show – that shifted overseas, you have to look at all of them. World Rumble, we're going to continue to do outside stadiums, baseball stadiums, as they've been doing in the last few years. We know where WrestleMania is. We know where Survivor Series is. We know that Money in the Bank can sell big venues. Money in the Bank initially sold, uh, 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 was going to be ran at Allegiance, but obviously a very competitive weekend made that a little problematic for them. But the idea that they were thinking about it means they can run big venues. Plus, the time of year means that it's also available for those type of things. So you have to think, like, all the ones that you go down, what's the one that's just kind of dormant? And and, and tell you what, I they better have this conversation about the stream rules next year, period. Because I... I <laughs> in, 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 in my statement. <laughs> well, one of those early summer ones, like the May or June in there, they, they need something to spice up that time of year, that time before between Money in the Bank and WrestleMania, that that early actually that, I, I don't think so. Year. WrestleMania Black Backlash, that's the one you want. <laughs> <laughs> that's the no, one I don't think want. so because you have Royal Rumble at the end of January, and then you have WrestleMania at the end of March. So that's really two months uh, where you could have something in the middle. I think that's where you put a Saudi show. <clears throat> you know, you have you know a Saudi show and. They got mid, the 10 year, two years, two shows. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, mid late February. Uh, WrestleMania is a month after. You do the Saudi show because you have to. Okay, cool. We roll into WrestleMania. Uh, when is Summer When is Money in the Bank? Actually, isn't Money in the Bank around that time? Money was. Well, this last year, remember, they tried Fourth of July weekend. And that didn't Man. work too great for them. Yeah. So they'll probably, they'll probably, I could see Money in the Bank being moved to June. I could see. Since Fourth yeah. of July well, weekend. It wasn't June work. before for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so they do that. Money in the Bank is like your amuse bouche for uh, before SummerSlam, and <laughs> SummerSlam uh, is you know it was at uh, Nissan Stadium in Nashville last time. Okay, cool. Don't do that again because Nashville Heat in August. That's <laughs> not a good look. But um, and then of course you roll that into Survivor Series when you have your fall Saudi show, um, and that's not even considering the other big shows that we're not thinking of. Like Day One is going to happen again. On New Year's Day, I believe, in Atlanta again. Um, and there are a couple of other premium live events, whatever they decide to do in Europe. Uh, you know, maybe they sneak another show in Japan at five in the morning. I don't know. But, you know, you have your two shouty shows, you have your four pay per views, and you have one more European massive live event. I think that's that's enough. That's enough. That's 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 a that's about the number you want to do where it's eight to nine premium live events versus 15 pay-per-views. Yeah. Because they used to be a pay-per-view every three weeks and it didn't yeah. matter anymore. Yeah. And then they were all $10 uh, because they kept telling us that the WWE Network was $9.99. So <laughs> they have galvanized these uh, the importance of the pay-per-views by oversaturating the market with them and then giving it to us part, part of the uh, subscription. And then now they're pulling the curtain, they're pulling it back a little bit. We don't have as many premium live events anymore. Um, they're all over the world at different times. The Saudi show is in the afternoon. The Clash of the Castles in the uh, early evening, uh, you know, and, and so on. And we have the four big ones. WrestleMania is two days, you know. So they're definitely changing the formula a little bit for the better because it at first it was just, okay, I'm going to WrestleMania because I'm going to WrestleMania. Now I'm going to WrestleMania. Do I go to night one? Do I go to night two? Do I go to both? You know, they're actually – bringing a little bit more intrigue across the board throughout the year instead of just saying, yeah, it's the 45th WrestleMania or the 29th SummerSlam or the 30th Royal Rumble or whatever it is. Um, it's actually a planable event now. Get your calendars ready. 
everything everything should be up for evaluation. That no, guy no. looked at it. Well, and also, it seems like it is. You know what? That, look at it like this. Triple H wanted to do war games forever and was able to do it in NXT, but he couldn't do it on the main roster. So now he's like, look, the old man's out of the picture. Now I can do it. Now I hey. can do things the way I want to do it. So hey, Survivor Series is getting war games. So who knows what else he's you know thinking like you know no, listen things he's been holding back on like in his back pocket. Like well, if I could do it, this is what I would do. And so Let- this is like his first play of like in NXT I could do this. Now I can do it with all the big toys. I can Will, do it on the big stage. Will do not avoid the question that you just asked. What is next? Jamal brought it up. Now I think we have an answer. Hell in a Cell used to be special. Right. But it's not really anymore until you make it special again. You brought up a movie earlier that had relevancy in wrestling. There's another movie that does. And a champion had to be made because of that movie. Remember that guy, David Arquette? No. You think they bring the triple cage? The yeah. triple stack cage? <laughs> oh, man. If they bring back the ready to rumble triple cage from WCW, man. I'm going to be there for that. I will be there. <laughs> swear to God. <laughs> if they start bringing back stuff like that and like scaffold matches, if they go like really down the WCW rabbit hole with like some of the way out there gimmicks, oh my God. Yeah. Hey, why not? Why not? We might have a junkyard battle royal like they had that time. Yeah. You never know. Who, who knows what's well, something? But that's what happened in NXT where they were, you know, they they did uh, Halloween Havoc. They did right. In Your House. They did, uh, you know, a couple other uh, pay-per-views. Great American, American Bash. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, they have the licenses. Use them. Yep. Give me Starcade. Please give me yeah. a show that's Starcade. And 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 listen, I I, I know we're, we're coming up on time. Last thing I'm gonna say, also NXT, time for you to reevaluate everything. I think the takeover recipe worked. I think you easily can go back and do it and just put on four solid match and one pre-show match without any gimmick. But hell, if you can use the branding to kind of give it a little bit of oomph, I mean, give me Halloween Havoc. Of course, I'll take that. Great American Bash. A bash at the beach, Starcade, as you mentioned. What else are some other notable ones? Uh, Super Bowl, Roll Wow, yeah, Super Bowl, Slamboree, yeah, yes, sir, <laughs> yes, sir. I'd be all for that. I'd be all for that. Yes, yeah. well, NXT I, definitely could use a kick in the pants. And you know who would eat all this up? Cody Rhodes gonna eat up all that WCW stuff with a spoon. God, he, I'm sure he heard War Games coming back, and he's gotta be that rehab probably kicked in extra hard right away. Like, I could be in a War Games match. I can only imagine the, the the doubling down he's doing on the rehab now. As soon as he heard War Games on the main roster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is there anything else we need to touch on as we have reached our hour this week? Any other little details? Oh, not so, this man. week there are bigger things happening in october uh that we'll cover um the one thing that i will mention and we will definitely talk about this later on when it actually happens is the international women's grand prix for cmll they're bringing them all in from all over the world yeah lady I'm frost very interested in it good, good on lady frost for being down there in mexico city um you know some i'm seeing some names pop up from japan see if some names pop up from south america i need to see this uh so hopefully cmll uh gets their shit together and gets a u.s distributor distributor because this is very interesting but we'll talk about that when it, because it happens in about a month there we go we got time to get into it lots of exciting stuff coming in october as we now enter the fall season of wrestling fall Fall brawl, baby there you go that's another one we forgot about <laughs> give me all, all wcwip anything mm. wcw i'm a sucker for so yeah. let's 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 do it. I'm World Triple H. We're telling you. We're telling you. Come on. <laughs> All right, oh, folks. Oh, oh, yeah. And we should mention that. Shout out to WWE for getting the more paid holidays. They're oh getting, yeah, that's right. They they picked up uh what Juneteenth. Yeah. And uh what Thanksgiving else? Eve. Right. Um, which makes sense because they're gonna have to work that Saturday now. Mm-hmm. That, since Saturday is gonna be Survivor Series. Uh and. Uh, what else was the other a flo- one? A floating one. They say they yeah, said a floating, floating one. one. Yeah, Thanksgiving. Yeah, and a floating holiday. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So good for now. There you go. T- times are a changing. Little adjustments mm-hmm. here and there. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
All right, folks, another fine Thursday night with your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. We are here every Thursday night, 8 p.m., streaming on all kinds of platforms, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, all over the place. And then, of course, on Friday, the podcast version drops. So if you can't watch along live, you can always download the next day and check out what we're talking about each and every week right here with your Big Gold Belt group brought to you by Big Gold Belt Media. Now, help me here, 2 chains with the social media. I know at Big Gold Belt on the Twitter, on the Instagram, it is it at the, at the Twitch also? Is it I got Big Gold Belt? You damn right it is. Big Gold <laughs> Belt on all social media. But hey, if that is a little bit problematic for you, you cannot remember something so simplistic, something that I worked so hard to accomplish for you all. <laughs> BigGoldBelt.com, all the social medias and everywhere you need to find us is on the website. Uh, so that's YouTube, Twitch, all down the board, all of the audio podcast platforms on YouTube as well. Um, so there you have it. Mash that subscribe, mash that subscribe button. Do that thing like the kids saying, mash that subscribe button. So, folks, thanks for joining us. We will see you next week. Watch some wrestling, have some good times, and thank you for tuning in, folks. Talk to you later. All I really need that big old bell, big old bell, big old bell.